Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions and welcome to the 39th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I tell you about my life story as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. It is currently January 11th, 2020, 12.48pm, although I'm sure the episode, uh, this episode that you're listening to probably won't even come out until February which makes the topic that I'm going to talk about probably old news. But believe me, at the time of recording this, this is the hottest news, and I still wanted to uh, have an episode recorded about it. Uh, But I'm just ahead. I, like, have three, and everything in January has already been recorded, so, like, I can't put this earlier in the schedule and release it earlier. So that's just what we're going to do. We're just going to roll with the punches. What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about the Pokemon... January 2020 Direct, specifically focusing on the Pokemon Sword and Shield announcement that we're going to be getting a DLC expansion pass, which is, to my knowledge, the first time that that has happened with a mainline Pokemon game. Not just for, like, any DLC, but uh, for, like, an expansion pass as well. We've never had base DLC before, we've never had an expansion pass before, all that's pretty new. And so it was kind of a shock to be like, oh, we're not making a new game. We're not making a Sword and Shield re uh, a third version, right? Like Super Shield or Super Sword or uh, people were throwing around the idea of Pokemon Gun, which I would have bought Pokemon Gun if that was a thing. But unfortunately, it wasn't. So we're not getting a third version. We're not getting a remake. In fact, the only other thing they announced during the Direct was uh, Pokemon mystery dungeon dx a remake of the first game uh which for the mystery dungeon people i'm sure is is, is hype i've played that one uh, it's probably the only mystery dungeon game i've had any experience with whatsoever and it's a good time it's a fun time but it's been years since i played it probably when it came out in 2006 so it has been a hot second since playing those games but uh, they're fun and i'll be excited to check out the remake but i'm not really going to be focusing on it in this episode of ain't on acre but hey i figured i'd go ahead and throw it out but yeah, this DLC news for Sword and Shield kind of kind of threw everything into into craziness, into chaos. You have a lot of people who are who are not sure what to think about it. You have a couple of people that are that are mad about it and they're like, "Look, Pokémon Sword and Shield already kind of felt rushed in places." And I and I kind of agree if you saw my review of uh, Pokémon Sword and Shield. They they think the game was already rushed and uh, put out and was missing a lot of features like the Pokédex and a couple of uh, explorative areas and the wild area felt pretty short and the story wasn't really all that in-depth. And so some people are mad that this DLC is coming out and is adding some of that, but that it wasn't in the main game to begin with. That's a fair argument. Uh, there are also people who are mad just at the idea of DLC itself and not necessarily uh, Pokemon getting DLC. And I probably also understand that argument as well. If you don't like DLC in general... I doubt that this is really going to change your mind. It's not one of those things where it's like the tiny little free add-on. It's more of like $30 of substantial content. You're getting a lot here. Basically two whole stories, two expansive areas, 200 Pokemon, legendary Scalarian forms, new characters, presumably new stories as well with their own themes. Like That's a lot of content. Uh, they were going to have to charge for it. I think 30 is a fair price for what you're getting all together. Granted, we don't know a whole lot about it other than like a teaser trailer, some images, some characters, and a little bit, like a little bit of gameplay. 
but it's going to be coming out this year anyway, so you're probably going to hear my thoughts more about it uh, later when they actually come out and get it. But if you don't like DLC in general, I can also see what the what the issue is. I think for me personally, and the reason that I'm hyped about this is, uh, number one, Pokemon's history of releasing a third version to each generation kind of already was DLC uh, back in an era when DLC wasn't a thing, right? You released Red and Blue. The same game, pretty much, but with version-exclusive Pokemon differences. So, you pick one. You don't necessarily need the other unless you want to catch all the Pokemon. And then a third version came out, in this case, Yellow, that added a couple of new features, a couple of minor improvements, a couple of new Pokemon, and cost the same price as Red and Blue. So, it's like, well, wait. I already bought Pokemon Red for full price. And now I have to buy Pokemon Yellow to get a better experience. That's basically the same game, but with enough new stuff in there that they decide to charge full price. Isn't that weird? And Pokemon has continued to do that. You've had Gold and Silver Generation 2, right? The base games, couple of uh, version exclusive Pokemon, but that's it. And then you have Crystal, which massively improves things, but it's still the same price as the other game. And then that continues into Generation 3 with Emerald, Gen 4 with Platinum. Gen 5 gets even more crazy, in my opinion, where the third version is actually two games instead of one. So you get Black and White. Those are the first ones. And then the third game is Black 2 and White 2. So not only is it a third game with a bunch of improvements, it's still the same price as the original, but now there's two of them. So those also have version-exclusive Pokemon as well and slight variations. And it's like, wow, we've gotten out of hand a little bit. Uh, Generation 6 didn't have one. Instead, we just had remakes to Gen 3, which is fine because those were new games. And then Gen 7 had Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, again, kind of taking that concept of two third versions that are the same price as the original. And so honestly, moving forward, I would rather have a system where we are exclusively just paying for the new stuff and we're not having to rebuy the same game over again for full price. Because here's what would have happened with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Had they decided to make a third version, that third version would be $60. It'd be the same base game. It would have the same version exclusives, maybe a couple of new ones here and there, right? It would have a new legendary and a couple of new areas, and it would be a $60 game. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So I'm glad that like they're focusing entirely on just making new stuff for the game. And getting that at a price of $30, to me, is a lot more of an inherent value than paying $60 for a third version. We don't need a third version anymore. Now when DLC and patches and stuff like that exist, to where you can just build upon a game's success rather than needing a sequel. Most of these third versions, by the way, were not sequels. Most of them were like a, a, a slightly different retelling of the original's plot with like a few major details. The only sequels out of that entire bunch of third versions is, is like Black 2 and White 2. That's it. That's it. Yellow has a completely different plot altogether. Um, but most of them are straight up just the same game over again. So going forward, I like this idea of a DLC model more if it means that we're not getting more third versions. And that seems to be where they're headed. 
they talked about in the uh, direct how they used to do all these third versions and stuff, but that they're not going to in favor of this DLC model. And I'm a fan of that, especially for games like Sword and Shield, which do need substantial improvement and don't need just a, a minor change up. Uh, right. Some games are already so good. You could get away with the minor change up and that's fine. Uh, but these past recent Pokemon games I felt have really needed a bit of an improvement and we just haven't gotten that X and Y never got the third game. So all the problems that it had stuck sudden moon basically got sudden moon again with ultra sun and moon, but with plot details, which means all the issues that we had with that game stuck. And it looked like pretty much sword and shield, a game that multiple people had problems with, probably the most controversial Pokemon game, was going to get another third version that didn't fix most of its problems. And so it's like, well, if they're not going to fix problems like that with a third version, and if they're not going to be able to have enough time to do that, since apparently they're busy and they have to have a yearly release schedule, why not just do DLC instead? To me, it's a better use of time. It's a better use of money. And hopefully it gives Game Freak time for whenever they want to do the next generation to really polish that up and to really make it the best it can be. Because here's the thing about this. Is this DLC is going to be released throughout the year and then the Mystery Dungeon remake, but that's not really the same team. And then with all of that, that's it. That's what they're making for the year. Which means we're not getting a yearly release schedule for another mainline Pokemon game. It might come out next year, right? We're not sure about that. And it might be announced sometime in December. Who knows? Uh, but it looks like, for the most part, that this is all they're working on. And we're not getting another game immediately after Sword and Shield, which is what I'm so glad. Because so many people complained about the release schedule and about them rushing themselves and about not having a bigger team and all these production issues that we just heard about throughout the development of Sword and Shield. And it's like, okay... They've at least acknowledged that to the point where they are committed now to fixing Sword and Shield. And instead of being like, well, Sword and Shield came out and nobody liked it. All right, let's move on and make another Rush game. Like, that doesn't solve anything. That doesn't solve anything. I like the idea that we're focusing more on the DLC. And let me be clear. Sword and Shield are, are, are fine for me. I love, I like the games, you know. They have issues but they're not the worst Pokemon games. I like them fair enough. They have a lot of things going for it. And even if, you, if you're if you like a, a humongous fan of Sword and Shield, the idea of DLC is still appealing because you're getting more of what you already liked. And then if you didn't like it, this is the chance for the DLCs to impress you, to fix some things, to improve some things, and to give Game Freak more time to work on something a bit more substantial for the next round. So to me, it's a win-win either way. Uh, I get the arguments of why people aren't a fan of it, you know, but I think given the current scenario that we are in, this is the best route going forward. I, I think while people are mad at a DLC, they would have been a lot more mad at like a, a third version of these games. <laughs> I'm telling you, they would have been. There would have been extensive videos and shit being like, what, a third version? Are you kidding me? And it's going to be the same game again? Like people would have lost their mind. And I know DLC has a negative connotation, right? A lot of companies have messed up DLC before. Uh, a lot of them haven't done a good job at it. But I feel like Nintendo specifically with games like Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild and free updates to uh, both Splatoon games, that if anyone had a shot at making good DLC, it would be Nintendo and Game Freak specifically. They're going to give you a lot. 
They're going to give you a lot of content here. Heck, even, uh, what was that game? Uh, Marion Rabbits had a whole DK DLC expansion. Splatoon 2 had the Octo expansion. Like, Nintendo, <laughs> even Fire Emblem. Like, past couple of Fire Emblem games, I believe, have had DLC to them, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, Nintendo recently has gravitated more to that DLC model. And uh, while some people aren't a fan of it, I think for the most part, a lot of the work that they have done in their DLC, whether it's been Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, uh, Splatoon 2, whatever, they've done a good job at it. And so I'm willing to believe the same will probably be true for Pokemon. But let's talk about both of these DLC expansions now that I've kind of given my, my overall thoughts on the subject. So the first one, part one, is going to be called Isle of Armor. And it's going to be kind of in this sort of islandy, watery area. And apparently you're going to be training under this karate master named Mustard. And people had a great time with that name on the internet. He's called Mustard? Why? I don't know. Game Freak's weird. What can I tell you? Uh, and he's going to give you a new legendary. Cub Fu. Like a little fighting bear. He's cute. Uh, and then he evolves into one of two specific legendaries. One of them is Fighting Dark. Or, I believe, yeah, one of them's Fighting Dark, and then the other one's Fighting Water. And they're both named Urshifu. And they both have different uh, Dynamax forms or whatever. I'm interested in the Fighting Water one a little bit more, personally. I think that one is probably going to be a bit more unique. Because we've had, like, a billion Fighting Dark Pokemon before. But Fighting Water, I think, could be an interesting type matchup, depending uh, on where it fits in. So, who knows? And then the other one, Part 2... You get both of them with this $30 expansion pass, by the way. It's the Crown Tundra. And this seems to be taking place in an icy, mountainous area where you'll be exploring tombs. The theme of this one is exploration, so there's going to be a lot of exploration involved. And you're kind of uh, figuring out the the legend of uh, a legendary named Calpi? Calparex? I've never actually pronounced him out loud before. I've just seen his name written a bunch of places. He's like he's like a floating beer boy with like some Triforce marks around his neck. Like he has little balls around his neck. And those balls have a Triforce symbol. Look it up online if you if you want to know what I'm talking about. Uh, it just sorts like Sword and Shield expansion. Like Crown Tundra Legendary or whatever. And so we also have that. And it looks like you're going to have like a dude that will help you explore that type of shit as well. They also showed off a couple of the rivals. Uh, Avery, I believe, is the one for S.H.I.E.L.D. He's kind of looking like a magic man. He's got, like, Pokeballs around his hat. And then the other one, oh, I forget. It's like a pink girl. I don't know her name specifically. I forgot. A lot of people like her a lot more, uh, presumably, because <laughs> the internet. Uh, but, hey, what are you going to do? I like both fine. Uh, but they're probably going to be a main story focus since it looks like Hop is still trying to be a Pokemon professor assistant that's fine hop can take a back seat for a little bit we can focus on some other characters i'm totally cool with that as a whole i wasn't a big like fan of hop in general he had a couple of good moments but like probably the weakest character in that plot so i'm i'm, I'm down for for new boys as well they also talked about how all the legendaries a lot of uh, legendaries are going to be in these expansions so we're going to be getting like, you know, the Mewtwo's, the birds, the dogs, uh, the beast trio, etc. Even the Reggies, which is cool. I like seeing the Reggies again. Their theme's great. I can't wait to hear it in Sword and Shield, actually. That's going to be insanely cool. And then to top that, they even showed some uh, Galarian forms of some legendaries. 
which I believe is the first time we've had that happen for legendaries. Uh, we've had like forms before uh, in Alola and then obviously some Galar forms, but I don't think we've ever seen them for legendaries. My favorites are definitely the ones for the birds. Uh, freaking Galarian Moltres is like this kind of shadowy sort of evil one with like this black and like pinkish color scheme. Articuno like gets a Zoro mask and is like a light purple. And Zapdos is kind of this sort of uh, menacing dark orange. I saw someone do a fan art with like the Galarian bird trio and the regular bird trio and then had Lugia and Shadow Lugia because I think James Turner, the guy uh, behind a lot of the Pokemon designs and the art director uh, who also did a lot of the designs in Gen 5, his first job, I believe, was Shadow Lugia. And so that's just kind of a cool fit to put Shadow Lugia in that fan art. Um, that'd be so cool if Shadow Lugia was in these expansions. He's not going to be. Uh, but, like, I would love that. I would actually love that if he was somehow canon and not just, like, a side spit-off thing. God, I love the I love the Shadow Pokemon games, guys. They're so much fun. I might have to do a Back to the Video Games on those one day. They are just absolutely a, a trip from beginning to end. But, yeah, they showed all these legendaries. There's also going to be a, a glaring forms of the, of the Reggie Trio. Um, I like the... There's, like, an electric one that, like, floats. And then there's another one with, like, a big kind of dragon hand i guess i don't know how to describe it and then my favorite part of everything announced specifically was uh, that venusaur and blastoise are going to be returning to the game and they're going to have gigantamax forms and uh, i was a bit disappointed that venusaur wasn't in sword and shield i've had the same venusaur all the way back since leaf green and now i'm going to be able to use him in sword and shield uh, with a new Gigantamax form, and uh, for all the Blastoise fans too, I'm sure they understand uh, what that what that's gonna feel like. But I'm a Venusaur boy through and through. I'm gonna be buying this expansion pass specifically just for Venusaur. The rest of it is just kind of gonna be a bonus, a cherry on top. But I'm here for Venusaur, baby. And then they added too that a uh, Pokemon Home would be coming out relatively soon, and you would be able to transfer everything from Pokemon Bank, the Let's Go games. Uh, every like Pokemon sort of stuff, you could get all of them transferred into home and then from home, you can put it into sword and shield as long as they appear in the decks. And so we already have like the base roster that appears in sword and shield and these expansions are adding 200 new Pokemon, presumably a lot of legendaries, presumably Venusaur and Blastoise and a couple of new Pokemon here and there, but 200 old boys as a whole so you'll finally be able to get like Garchomp in your game or Nidoran or Nidorino and uh, if they appear in the game you're going to be able to transfer them so I'm going to be able to transfer my Venusaur all the way from Leaf Green into the main games and that's super exciting. They even made it a, a point to mention that like if you don't buy the expansion pass but still want to transfer those boys you're allowed to basically uh, and you can even trade with other Sword Shield players who have bought the expansion pass, if you want those specific Pokemon, that's going to be a thing as well. And of course, that got me thinking as well as like, wait, we're going to be adding 200 Pokemon back. That's still not all of them. Are they planning to do more DLC after this? Right? <laughs> like, because that's not going to be everybody, but that's going to uh, boost up the number a good bit. So I wonder like if, if these do well, are they going to be planning more down the road if people like them? 
Are they going to try to, like, test the waters and see what people think about, like, Pokemon DLC? Because a lot of this does depend on execution. I will say a lot of this is going to depend on, on how well they manage to pull it off and execute it. But I think if people like it enough that potentially there's a reason just for the just for the remaining old Pokemon to come back that they might do it. Uh, and that always seems to be that's always going to be the free part of these DLCs is being able to transfer more and more old Pokemon and adding more boys to the decks. It's just cool in general. So, yeah, uh, I think overall I'm a fan of what I've seen so far. Again, a lot of it's going to come down to the execution. I'm super happy that, that Venusaur is going to be in the game. I'm super happy that we're doing DLC rather than a third version. I think it's a better model going forward. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll probably be streaming them when they come out. I'll have to save a little bit of money to buy them. But shoot, didn't the first one come out in like July? So I'll have like a little bit of money by then. Oh, but then there's also the Smash Fighters Pass that I still haven't bought yet. I'm going to be having to spend like $50 altogether in DLC. That's insane. I don't buy a whole lot of DLC. Let me be clear. I'm not the guy to go out and buy DLC. I usually just wait for like the super version that includes all the DLC physically because I'm a physical collector. Uh, I, I don't like a lot of games DLCs in general. But something about the way Pokemon's like going about it uh, and just the way Nintendo goes about DLC in general. I've enjoyed the Breath of the Wild DLC, the Mario Odyssey, like Balloon World shit, like I'm excited for this, so we'll just have to see how it goes. But yeah, that's my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts about this and about this episode somewhere on the internet. Check in the links in the description below to check out my Twitter, my Discord, my YouTube, and you can let me know what you thought. I run a YouTube channel called Blue Catch Productions. If you haven't seen my Sword and Shield review, you should. That, that just came out a while ago, uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, or it might already be like out for a week by the time you listen to this who knows go check it out though if you want to support the podcast you can there's a little support button you can donate and that'll help keep things more consistent on my end special thanks to jay the zoomster who donated a dollar i really do appreciate that and uh yeah with all that being said i've been aiden of blue catch productions and i'm signing off Bye bye